0: Welcome back to the Bravo Zulu podcast episode number 21 sub life with Armando and Chad. In this episode, I talk with two retired submariners about what it's like serving in the silent service. Hope you enjoy. Welcome back. We got a uh, someone coming for Nick's crown, the belt. Chad is back in the studio, and longtime listener, the president of the Temecula Fan Club, That's right. Armando. Yeah. What's up, Armando? Thanks for coming by, bro. What's up, man? Thanks for having me. Yeah, uh, I know it's a little ways away out of the way for you, but man, it's really cool to get you in the studio. And I, I gotta say, studio, right? Because I gotta you know have the ambiance uh but maybe one day we'll get there but yeah um so thanks for coming by and as we were just talking before uh both of you now retired you guys are chopping it up a little bit about that stuff and we won't dive into too much of that until we get there but um something that i always thought was crazy interesting about both of you is you guys are both sub mariners Sub. is it really submariners yeah it's not submariners no it's submariners,
1: submariners rolls off the tongue a little bit better, right? But submariners is what we go by.
0: Submariners, okay. You guys are both submariners.
1: <laughs> that <a, laughs>
0: sounds so funny. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, both submariners, you guys served on subs on boats, and um, you know, in the in the little bit of conversations like I've had with you, Armando, where we used to work together, it, it's uh, obviously, it's totally different. But one of the biggest things we used to touch on, uh, uh, this is a Navy episode, people, if you don't like it, you know, turn it off now. But, um, is like the, uh, the standard, the quality of standards that submariners kind of have, especially with qualifications and just things going like that compared to the surface Navy. And for those listeners that are not, you know, military related, we're you know, any kind of qualification, any kind of job, right. Is what we're talking about. And, so, again, can you guys just, like, what what kind of boats have you been deployed on? A little bit about your guys' uh, silent service uh, that you can disclose. And, you know, go, go ahead, uh, Armando, go ahead and speak first.
2: Uh, yeah, so there is definitely, like, a different standard of uh, qualifications. Uh, but uh, I did my first tour out of Kings Bay, and uh, uh, it was on a Trident. I did six years on that boat, so I did a, a long time. Damn. Um, so... Um, once I once I got done there, I went to a shore duty and then I did uh, a fast tech out of King's Bay, but only for like ten months to a year. Um and then I had some medical issues. Um but that was already on my ten year mark at that at that point. Damn. Um but the uh uh it's definitely a different life. Uh, uh it's a different life as far as uh showing up to work, what you're expected to do, duties different, um what you do your day after duty different. Um, and then the time you get to spend with your family and stuff is, is, uh, far, um, it, it differs greatly from when you're on a surface ship. And, and I, I got a chance to do both because at my 13 year mark, I did a conversion to IT. Um, and then I transferred over to the U S San Diego and I did a tour there, did a deployment there, um, uh, seven month deployment, you know, on the San Diego, um, completely different experiences, um, uh, much different quality of life, um, I don't want to say easier because I, I don't want to say that people who are on ships have it easier. Cause yeah. It's still the same. Of, you know, you're still doing duty. You're still running tags. You're still doing all the same stuff, you know, but I think it's just a little more, uh, the pace is different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so when, when you're on a boat, you know, you're, you're going to show up and you're just going to grind and you're going to grind before the sun comes up and you're going to grind. Till the after the sun goes down and then you're going to try to break away at some point and go home and take a nap. And then you come right back and it starts all over. Um, and just depending on what you guys are doing, um, it could, you know, go seven days a week, you know? So it just really depends. Uh, and then that was on a trident. It was tough. And then when you say trident, what is, what is that? Can Um, you say? Yeah. So it's a SSBN. So, Okay, okay. So that actually for sub life, it's the easier duty and fast tag guys will give a lot of shit to guys that came from a trident. Um, I'm guessing Chad did. All <laughs> Chad's okay. So no,
1: no, no. I did all. I did BN and GM. Okay,
2: so. yeah. So, so when you when you're on a trident, it's a little more family friendly because uh, about three to four months, you have the boat, and then you do a, a you compress like six months of maintenance into a one month period where a blue crew and a and a gold crew are working that, and then um. Uh, once all that maintenance, painting, all that stuff gets taken care of, um, the other crew takes it out. You get a two week leave period. Then you go to a building that is kind of set up like a, like a boat. And then you just live in those labs that they have. Like you have a radar lab, you have a missile lab, just different labs. And you do a bunch of training there Monday through Friday. And then you count down the dates so the boat comes back. You hit that one month of grind again. And then you have the boat and you guys are living on the boat. Um, now, uh, I don't know how it is now. When I, when I first started off on, on the, it was USS Wyoming out of Kings Bay Uh, when I started off in the USS Wyoming was in 2000 and uh, I got out of school, I showed up and I showed up to the squadron and they were like, Hey, they're actually leaving tomorrow. So you gotta, you gotta go tomorrow. Um, So I grabbed my sea bag. I told my wife and my two kids, I was like, Hey, I guess I gotta go. So I was like, I gotta go to work. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, I got picked up and they, I went, I went on my first uh, patrol, you know, three, four month deployment. um, And you know, at that time, there's no email. There's no, you know, phone to call home. They, they don't have anything like that. Yeah. It was like a piece of paper that my wife could drop off at the squadron and then they'll type it out and send it in via radio traffic. Oh, um, shit. Not even all, mail. Not even oh, like
0: snail mail. Not at all.
2: Right. Okay. I was like, I could
1: remember the character count. It was like. It was like 30. It was yeah, like it terrible.
2: Was, yeah. So. So, yeah, it, it was. It was different. It was a different life, but it was the only life I knew. So. I didn't have anything to compare it to. I mean, I, I joined the Navy like real ignorant, just you know, poor kid who got told I, they gave me seven grand to join the military, and I was like, done, sold. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was like, I'll do it. Yeah. Um, even when I went to sub school after I graduated boot camp, I flew to sub school, and uh, at sub school, the instructor was a senior chief, and he was like, "Yeah, when you guys go on on deployment, you know, you're gonna do this, you do that." And I raised my hand. I was like, "Hey, so what do you mean when I go on deployment?" He was like. Like when we leave, we're gonna leave, and I was like, like when we go to war. He's like, no. He's like, like every sixteen months, eighteen months. (laughs) And I I raised my hand. I was was like, like, but at war, like, what do you mean?
1: (laughs) Who are we fighting? He's like,
2: he's like, no shit, mate. He's like, you're gonna leave, and you're just gonna go every eighteen months. You're gonna go for six months. And I was like, deterrence. Yeah. So I got after class, I went to my when i called my wife she was still in california i was in connecticut and i was like hey we got a problem i was like like, hey they uh again i guess i'm gonna leave for like six months at a time and she was like what what are you talking about i was like yeah i was like i don't know and i'm like can you find that in the paperwork like i was like i have no idea what they're talking about i don't
1: remember reading that in the contract
2: Yeah. yeah yeah it was like it was like a shocker to me, and uh, I was supposed to go to a fast tag out of Connecticut, and then they were like, hey, we need some volunteers for a trident out of Georgia. We need like 12 of you guys, and I was like, boom, because already, somebody already told me, like, if you got a family, that's where you want to go, um, and I and I did. I I joined at, at 20 with two kids, or a kid and a kid on the way. Uh, my daughter was born in Connecticut when I was in sub-school up there, or in my pipeline, um, I and mean, that was my driving factor was my family and my kids, so I was like, yeah, I'll go on a trident, and uh, so... You know, finished my pipeline, they sent me down to Georgia and uh went to that pipeline and then hit the USS Wyoming in uh six years stuck on that mall. Like I <laughs> think
0: That's a long time. Yeah, That's like how many deployments time. is that? So I did nine
2: um damn nine um patrols is what they call Because okay. it yeah. it's like three to four months, just okay. depending on what you're doing. Yeah. And uh so Uh, you get a gold you get a boomer pin right and you get a gold boomer pin when you do 20 patrols so you got people who've done like 20 something years they're trying to get their gold boomer pin on my first boat i got nine of them and i was like man i'm already halfway to my gold boomer pin on my first boat um so i was wasted when i got off that boat like i went to shore duty and then i did like a a watch rotation so you know i was on you know watch rotations at in norfolk and So when I got to the next boat, I was still, I hadn't rested. I was still, you know, wasted, man. And it was way worse on a fast attack. So, you know, I got, I had some health issues and, uh, I had to take some, they're like, Hey, you could take some medication. Like, um, it was, it was like for my back. Right. So they're like, you could take this medication, but, um, some guys can't take a lot of meds, like much, anything higher than like Tylenol Motrin on a regular basis. Uh, they have a problem with, and I was like, well, I don't care. Like I'm taking that. Cause you know, like I just ain't trying to, trying to live like this for, right. uh, for a while, yeah. you know? So they're like, well, if you, if you do, you got to get off the boat. And I was like, peace, man. I don't care. Like, <laughs> no but, problem with that. You know, right? I was already a chief at that point too. Like I, you know, I, my, uh, I showed up to Wyoming. I left Wyoming as a first class and I made chief on, on my show duty in Norfolk on the watch floor and and I was stupid because I cut my shoulder short. I was like, "Yeah, I am a chief now. I am not gonna work ever again." <laughs> so, you know, I was young still. I was only at eight and a half years, you know. And I was like, "Yeah,
1: I am going to a boat. I'll go back."
0: I'm to still a boat. motivated. Yeah. Still
2: like, you know, yeah. yeah. You
1: haven't had any time to decompress.
2: You've been none at all. No, No, nah, they're like, "Hey, you can." Uh, they're like, "If you go now, we'll send you back to California." And initially, it was supposed to be Guam or Connecticut, and I was like, "I don't want to do either of those because I can't take my family to Guam," and I was like, "I am from California." I had this thought that, you know, my family in Cali would, you know, oh, yeah, everybody's going to, you know, help us out and stuff when I'm on deployment. Didn't work out that way at all. Yeah. You know, everybody that I'm related to is like, you know, six hours plus away from here in California. So we get to California, hit the ground running on the uh, Jefferson City, and uh, it just beat me up. You know, like, I I just was, I was spent, you know, and uh, so I was like, I'm tapping out, man. I can't you know, and I got a lot of shit. I'm not going to lie. Like, I got a lot of shit from, especially sub guys. But I was like, you know what? I don't really care, man.
0: Like, you can suck it. Is there <laughs> that big stigma? Oh, I'm go ahead, Chad.
1: I was just going to say, I think that would happen in any community, though. Yeah, uh, yeah. There, there is an absolute stigma to that whole, like, they, they consider you a dropout. Like, you're, you're tapping out. You yeah. Know, I want out of here. But it, it's not like that. You know, you got to look out for self, too. And if, if you're in a position where you're struggling physically and maybe mentally, you know, what I mean, you got to take care of yourself. Yeah, definitely. Is
0: that so? Is that a big? Because, like, I've I've met a few you know junior sailors in my day when I was a junior sailor not too long ago um, that were prior you know submarin submariners, um, and it was kind of the same thing. So, is that like one of the biggest like negatives about the community? Is like you better stay in it or? You know, shunning you and be like, "Oh, you're fucking, you're out of here," you know, and and things like that.
1: So I I think it definitely depends on who you are mm-hmm. as an individual on the on the on the boat. Um, so if you're if you're productive, if you're grinding, you're you're hitting every mark that you're supposed to be hitting. Your qualifications, you're supporting the watch bill, you're supporting the team, the division, everything like that. Um, the the bitterness from that team when you decide to leave is going to come from the workload that they now have to pick up. Mm. Right? But. Uh, on the contrary, there's so many people that get there and they are not prepared for the grind that they're about to you know, uh, take on. And so before they even really put forth the effort to try to succeed, they're like, okay, what, what, at- what do I got to do to get out of here? And okay. then you end up with, with and I, I don't want to make light of the mental health issue, so please don't take it that way, but you end up with guys that are suicidal. I, I put that in air quotes because they're really not. They just want to get off the boat. Yeah, they're done working. They're done with the three uh, three section duty. Yeah. Right? And have you ever stood three section duty?
0: No, not, not not unless it's uh palm stand down, so, you know, like it's the worst. man. Yeah.
1: So I'm going to give you just a, a, a real brief description. Right. Imagine you wake up from for work in the morning. You leave by five thirty to get to work by six. Uh, you work on your day before duty. Uh, you, you got evolutions going on. So you're not going to get out of there until six, seven, eight, nine o'clock at night. And then you got to be up back at the ship or back at the boat for duty in the morning. Now you're on duty that whole 24 hours. You turn over the duty section your day after duty right now, but you're working until six, seven, eight, nine o'clock at night. Yeah. And you go home, pass out. You, Catch that nap. You're good for nothing. Yeah, you're yeah. good for nothing. You get yeah. home, by the time you take your uniform off, you're falling asleep. Uh, and, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I played the game too for, for a little while, and, and it's no fun. Yeah. It's it's con- and then you're getting nagged at home. Well maybe you are. It depends on how supportive your kind of <laughs> may or may not be. But uh you know, you got you got duties to take care of at the house too. Yeah. Uh, and regardless if your wife is supportive or not, you still have a job to do when you get home. Um
0: or kids to raise or, or whatever it is. There there's at home life yeah. that you're just spent and you don't have the energy for.
1: Yeah, you're absolutely right. And uh and and some people aren't made for it. And some people are, but maybe their body's not. You know what I mean? And when the body starts going, you can make a decision at 10 years to just stick with it and grind it out. And then when you make your 20-year retirement, you're good for nobody. Yeah. Because you can't do anything. Yeah. Your back Mm -hmm. is so jacked. that. uh, How many people have you seen limping up the pier or down the pier that, I mean, they're hardly walking. And you're talking 25, 35 years old. You know what I mean? Like not old people. Yeah. They should not be dealing with that
2: yeah and and that's all true like you i mean it's just a a tough grind and the the family portion is is a big part of it too is like um i didn't really get nagged a lot my my wife was actually really great about it but i think the biggest thing uh for us was that um like i'm the type of person like uh like i have an obsessive personality like if i'm into something i'm all into something Uh so um when i was like you know, finding success as a junior sailor, like getting some awards, getting recognition, you know, getting good evals. I'm like, I'm all in on this because it puts money on the table for me to feed my family, which was the A1 reason why I started doing this in the first place. So, so without realizing it, like, you know, you neglect everything else because I'm just like, yeah, I'll come in on Saturday. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll cover this duty for you. Yeah, I'll stand this watch for you. Um, yeah, I won't complain about it. I mean, don't get me wrong. I complain, but um, to the right people. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. like um so so like my wife grew up a lot quicker. We you know we were 20 when when we joined. She grew up a lot quicker than I did. She was raising kids and stuff and I was just this a sailor who was going and, you know, standing duty, getting underway. Um so I got to run away from all those responsibilities. So 6 years down the line, you know, I'm mentally the equivalent of like a 21-year-old because I just tapped out all the time and my wife is, you know, you know you know closer to 30 menta- mentally and and running the house and raising kids and stuff and we had another daughter while we were there so i had three daughters while i was in georgia um so um you know you you just throw yourself into something and you're like yeah it's gonna pay off you know and, and it did as far as rank goes um yeah, i was just gonna say that like yeah
1: you said you made chief at eight and a half years yeah right i mean that doesn't happen to anybody yeah, yeah. Right? you got to put in work to earn that and it sounds to me like you definitely did, but at the cost of a little bit of balance, right?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so, like, we went to Shorty, and I had sold Shorty to my wife. Is like, yeah, it's going to be great. This be is home all the time catch at up. noon this and we're catch up. yeah, But on the watch rotations, you know, like, the last day of my watch rotation was, you know, I'd get off at 5 in the morning, so then that day I'd sleep for almost the whole day just to, like, equalize, and I'd have a couple of days off before I started it again. Um, and it was Virginia, so it's definitely not a place, like— my wife and my kids wanted to like hang out. It was Virginia, you know, like, um, so yeah, there's the beach there, but you get sick of that after a while. Yeah. So, um, make chief, you know, we're all excited, you know, I'm all happy. Like, yeah, I finally made it, you know? And then, um, uh, my, in my head, I'm like, I finally
1: made it. Yeah. In eight years. I finally made it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, Shit. That's a compliment by the way. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like, yeah, babe, like let's go to San Diego. You know, it'll be different. It'll be better. Um, So we get here, and it definitely was not better, like, as far as, like, you know, because, again, like, you don't want to fail at something, you know, and it's just not my personality to be, like, um, like I, I just, there's some, some guys, you know, there's some guys in the mess, I, don't, I mean, I'm not going to hurt anybody's feelings, I don't care if I do, but there's some guys in the mess that, like, they got their parking spot, they're ready to go, that they, they've made it you know they're done they don't need to like do anything else so they just neglect everybody else mm-hmm. I, it's just not my style like i'm a i'm a team guy if i have a division that's my team if i have um a division of a bunch of young people those are like my kids um and i treat them as such you know and i mean uh you can find anybody that was in my divisions in my career and um i think it'd be hard to find someone who said that i didn't treat them like they're part of my family and do everything i could um which is another reason why you know I felt that, like I retired at twenty, was because I go. I felt like I go all in, not realizing it, and I'm raising other people's kids, and I have kids who may be looking at me like, "Hey, man, what about raising me?" You know. Yeah. Like, so, yeah. So that's why I made that decision to just get out at twenty. You know. Um. But, but yeah. So, uh, I sold it to my wife. Like, yeah, it's it's gonna be a lot better. Um, and it it was. Money wise, I guess, you know, sort of. <laughs> but but uh the workload was definitely not. Um and then it was a really tough decision for me to be like to go to my cob and be like, hey man, like I have an option to take care of myself medically or to uh just continue rolling with it and I'm gonna pick me. And uh he he was not cool with that at all. He was not happy no? with that at all. Now neither was my CO. My CO didn't even show up to my checkout. He was just like, Hey XO, tell him you know, fair winds following seas or whatever. And I got so here. they didn't even, you know, but that's how, that's how the boat, that's how guys on boats are though. Like, and, and I don't blame them because as much as I'm a team guy, their team mentality and their team is the, is the boat. And they love a captain, you know, our captain on the Jefferson city loved that boat. Yeah. Um, so, so me typing out was, you know, his, it was offensive to him. And I don't blame him for that whatsoever. Like, um, so I went through like a, a whole long process of trying to get, um, off a sub so I can continue some kind of C duty. Cause I, I was a chief, um, you know, I was on a fast track and then I stalled out for like three years. I couldn't actually advance or anything because subs wouldn't let me go as I went through a bunch of medical stuff.
0: Um, So it's like the mafia.
2: Like once you're in, like the only way out is you got to get out. <laughs> and, of the And
0: that's something like when Chad mentioned, right. It's like a lot of communities would think like that. But I think the sub community is the only community that you're really getting out of. Cause all the other communities, right. They're just, like, communities within the Navy, unless you go, like, to Coronado, to, you know, special right. warfare stuff. You're not getting out of those one way or the other, really. Like, you're in there no matter what. Right. You you know what I mean? Like, um, you know, there's that stuff in the news last couple of years or whatever. Like, there's administrative things they can do to you, but you're still... Pretty much in there. And if you're going to be out of there, then you're going to be kind of out of the Navy, probably M- more than likely, right? Right. So it's like the sub, like aviation community. They're fucking, you're not getting out of that. And, and you know, like we've been saying, tapping out using that phrase and going surface or, or anything like that. No, you're just, you're just a, that's your rate, you know, that's your community rating, right? Aviation side. So really, it, you guys are very unique in that where it's like, you know, medically, whatever reason we can't do this anymore and still be able to convert out of it and kind of go to, you know, the surface side of it. I guess that's more of a statement, huh? I mean, <laughs> it was a good but statement. Yeah. It was a good statement. But I, I just, I just find it. So it's interesting because like no one else is doing that. It's, it's true, though, though. Because, um, I'll say
2: that like, um, the mentality about it is also very, uh, like, it's all centered around your dolphins, right? Like you getting your dolphins is like the key. It it proves that, you know, you, you work past like some, some tough obstacles. You've proven that in, you know, and if shit goes down, you're able to help somebody. You're able to help the ship,
0: save the ship, save people. Um, but they take it really seriously. Like, um, more, And that goes back to more serious than the surface does. Absolutely. About our East And when we're talking about that, the listeners is, uh, um, in the Navy, we have warfare, uh, pins or designations that show that you're uh, proficient in your warfare area. So when he says dolphins, so submariners, it's a qualification to show that you're proficient on that boat. Everything, everything right. And same with your East we've got East pin, right. It's everything on that boat, you know, whether it's, it doesn't, it's not your job qualification. It's that warfare platform. That is the ship or the boat.
1: So, yeah, I like to say the submarine dolphins is your, uh, profession uh your um gosh dang it, i had the word you, you were I, gonna say it <laughs> i was trying to wait for you to stop and i lost it but anyway it's it's you're showing everybody on that crew everybody on every submarine that you walked on that you are able to combat the ship to save my life yeah right to save your life i'm not an expert at this system i'm not an expert at that system but in the event of a casualty i am able to do my part to save your life
2: yeah right? yeah so like if i went across the pier on the USS Nebraska, same type of ship. And there was like a high pressure, you know, air leak. And I'm standing in a certain spot. Everybody's going to look at me and be like, you have your dolphins, you know exactly what valve you need to shut off at this very moment. And I would, I would know that. Yeah. So everybody uses that as a recognition of, of that, you know how to, how to, you know, combat a casualty and save the ship. Um, but they take that shit really serious because you have 12 months to get it. If you don't, you're done. Like, they send you right off that. They send you surface. Like, you're you're off the ship. Damn. And I've been in, like, uh, um, situations where I've seen, like, a captain, like, the the kid who didn't get it. He's like, give me your hat. Give me your patch. You're not walking on the pier with, like, any affiliation with me or my ship. And you're on your way to squadron, and they're going to get rid of you. Um, And... I mean, they, they take it really serious. If you don't have your dolphins, you're not eating dessert at dinner, you're not watching TV on the on the decks, you're not listening to music on during field day, you are yeah,
1: only can, studying. And we can relate it to the, the millennial generation, right? You're not going <laughs> to have a laptop in your rack. You're not going to have – there is no form of entertainment. Your entertainment is a ship systems manual. Yeah. Right? And you're studying drawings, you're studying components, you're studying how these a-
0: And are. it's crazy because that's – um. I guess that would be the, like the brotherhood or the fraternal, you know, uh, aspect of that community, because, you know, some like listeners out there might be like, man, you're not going to take my entertainment away from me. And it's (laughs) like, no, no, we are right. Because this is how, and so again, this is a Navy episode. So casualties, like if you have a casualty of a person if someone's injured or something, ships and boats have casualties that ship or boat is injured. Something has happened. There's a malfunctioning equipment or something. And we have to combat that to keep it alive, floating, moving on in the war fight. Um, so we have to be able to do that. Everyone has to be able to do that. So it's um, if they're not going to contribute to that, what are you here for? And I guess that's why it's so crazy that, you guys are hardcore. Twelve months, no bullshit. You better do it. This is how you're gonna do it. We're gonna help you, right? You're not on your own, because we all need we're all in it together. Whereas the surface side, and then like Armando, you have your E too, yeah. right? And Chad, you don't. No. Because you're just
1: just a submariner.
0: Yep. No, but <laughs> uh and you know, it, it's it's just totally different. Where it's like, oh, you got eighteen months. At the 18 months you'll go, you know, delinquent and then we'll travel down that road and, and, and some, we take it serious, but the overall program and feeling of it, you're not getting kicked off the ship. If you don't get it, you know, 18 months comes to pass, you'll get that bad eval, but even at that, it is the way the Navy has changed. They're looking at the chiefs. Well, why didn't your sailor get it? Yeah,
2: definitely.
0: You know, and, and we're sitting there like, well, what do you mean? What do you, what do you want me to do? Do you want me to take away their entertainment? Do you want me to take away all that stuff? You know, and it's, but it's, there's no, we on the surface side, like we can't, I'm not, how, how how can I do that? How can I force them? There's no going anywhere. You're not going to dismiss them off the boat and be like, you're going to squadron. You're going to surface like, (laughs) (laughs) nope, you're here. (laughs) Like I mean, what does that say about us? Right. We're the last option. We'll take anyone.
2: Yeah, I mean, and I had on uh, San Diego, I had uh, some sailors who it was a struggle to get them to, you know, to get their um, ESWAS done. And then uh, right about the same time, uh, they implemented where like ITs, they shifted their primary warfare was going to be the IW pin. Mm -hmm. So those guys kind of got lucky. It was like, okay, well, you didn't get your ESWAS, but now we can't really punish you because because now your primary is IW and your clock resets. So I had two guys who just got out with with no pin you yeah know, because they it worked out timing for them the timing worked out for them um but i mean it it's hard to motivate somebody when they can just do whatever they you know yeah. there's really no pressure for them to yeah. to do anything and um it, it's just and it's it's nothing against surface i I enjoyed my time on san diego's my division was amazing um and my experience was great but but um it was definitely like a like uh, culture shock for me. Like the first the first couple of weeks I was on board, and you know drills go down, and like a lot of people just carry on, and a lot of people run to repair lockers, oh. but not everybody on a, yeah. on a boat, man. You're it's everybody's yeah. doing something. It's crazy.
1: That was the biggest culture shock for me when I got on board the Frank Cable the first time. Uh, the bells rang for a drill, and I looked down my shop, and I had I was in the periscope shop, so it was a very long shop right not very wide but it was very long and i I come out of my office and i look down expecting to see everybody jumping to buttoning up getting ready to go fight some pretend casualty right Mm -hmm. and nobody's moving and i about lost my mind so i'm tearing down tearing down the shop like what the fuck is everybody doing what are you doing sitting down it's just a drill chief i don't give a fuck get up there and participate right show us what you got show us what's going. not my watch station right, I'm not on duty today. I don't have to do it. What does that mean? Yeah. What is Because if you're on a boat, on a submarine, and a drill goes down, it doesn't matter if you're on duty, if you're off going, if you're on coming, if you're just visiting. If you got dolphins on, you're expected to respond in some way or another. Yeah. Uh, at least look like you know what you're doing by running in any particular direction. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and, you know, I'm sure Armando can attest to this, like, how many times have you been in a drill situation and people are, are, are trying to hide in a corner or just trying to snooze or, or whatever they're trying to do and get lit up? Yeah. And I'm not talking about getting lit up by the, the cob, you know, or their chief or that division's chief or, or whoever. I'm talking about by the seaman that just got his dolphins last week and you got a, a first class that's trying to hide in the corner and sleep and that seaman will light him up.
0: You know, yeah, it's like, totally different. Yeah, totally different because like I said on surface I don't know, it, it would be the chief or the LPO someone on the on the set decade training team damage control training team that would find them and and do that very little of the junior sailor to junior sailor peer to peer are holding each other accountable to fight that and you know that raises the question of like why why is that such a failure in the Navy right now, you know, uh, of course most people point to leadership, duh, but you know, so much of it has to be other things, cultural, societal changes, shifts of, of mentality coming into the Navy, right? You ask people, you know, why are you here? What are you doing? And it's all college travel, which again, like I've said before, like, I, yeah, that's part of me too, right? Right. But we're we're forgetting the other most important part is like war and that this stuff can happen. And um, I, I was just talking to uh, some of the sailors today. We were doing our extremism uh stand down training if you guys have been following that in the news the military is doing right
1: no i'm retired
0: <laughs> lucky you guys <laughs> but um and and i brought it up as like you know without going on into all that but i was like guys like you, we're here to do the job of war no matter what and, and we all know i have an, a, a big opinion on a lot of things outside of that right outside of the job but like we're here to do war like if you're bringing any extra shit in here we can't effectively do that, and it's like you know you and and people feel different ways about that, but it's like it doesn't matter. It's, we're wearing the fucking uniform like that's if you're listening and you know I wear the uniform, you can't be mad at it. We're here to do war, hopefully in defense and not necessarily in offense. You know, but um, it, it's whatever. You know, I think it's just something that's lost because you see the 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 standard. I think, across everywhere. Hopefully not in the sub-community. Hopefully you guys are holding tight, you know, if you're listening. To, but
1: I think it doesn't matter where you're at. People yeah. are people, right? We're yeah. all human. Yeah. So whenever the human element's involved, you're going to have people like that. Yeah. Uh, so it doesn't matter. It is – it does exist on submarines, right? But I think uh, if I if I hate Armando for whatever reason, for his race, for for him being him, because he made chief at eight years, right? <laughs> When we're both in an FFE <laughs> <laughs> when we're both in an FFE and uh getting ready to combat a fire the only thing i see is the guy that i need to follow yeah. cuz he's in front of me you know what i mean and that's that's the idea of having the dolphins right is everything else disappears in the event of a casualty now it's time if he knows more about fighting this casualty than i do he's going to speak up he's going to take charge and he's going to lead the fire yeah. if i do he's going to follow me right and it's just an understood because the amount of time you have to respond is so minuscule. Yeah. Like, uh, I, I don't want to jump into examples, but... No, I mean, I, I think
2: a con, a very large contributing factor is that the, uh, as far as the difference goes, as far as like the difference between being on a surface ship and on a boat is... Um, and it may be by design, you know, I don't know. I was never privy to those, you know, secrets, but they you're work so hard and you work so much you don't really have time for anything else like and eventually you're just institutionalized into thinking like the the same repetitive thing every day on a boat um and when you're on a surface ship like you know there's a lot more chances to grab some liberty there's a lot more opportunities to go on the flight deck and play on your phone talk to your family when you're on uh-huh. duty Um, stuff like that. on On a boat, you you don't really do that. You know, I could. I was on a seven month deployment on the San Diego. You know, uh, you know, going to Bahrain, going to all those countries Mm -hmm. in the Middle East. But I never needed to miss a day of communicating with my family, communicating with the real world, reading news. Even, yeah. You know, on a on a sub, they have like a news feed that comes through, but it's like the same three news stories for the next three months that you're going to read. Um, with a every once in a while sports scores. And luckily, I was in radio because. I could change those sports scores if I wanted to, fuck with everybody, you know, so I can like really set a, a mood on the, on the boat and say that the Cleveland Browns won the Super Bowl, you know, if I wanted to, um, but, um, there's a lot more time on a surface ship for like young people to, to have a life and to be like, you know, like to, to take advantage of the fact that they're getting paid, they have some job security and, you know, fuck all that war stuff, fuck all that other yeah. stuff, you know? Um, not to mention the fact that you know, from the twenty years that I did, um, there was a, a drastic shift in when I showed up. I, I had to talk to my 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 first chief was a senior chief, and he was relieved by a senior chief, so I had two senior chiefs that that you know I had to look to. They had all the answers. Um, other than looking at a black and white pub, I didn't have Google. I didn't have instructions on apps. I didn't have you know Facebook all groups. Stuff, nothing. So I think over time, as information is more readily available. The need to talk to like your chief, especially if your chief is is a dick or is just a a, a piece of shit, you know. And there's a lot of them out there. So sorry, guys, if you get your feelings <laughs> hurt, But there's a lot of you guys out there. Um, but because of the all the all the resources available, I don't need to talk to my chief. I can just look it up, and then yeah. I can come to the quarters and I can contradict what my chief says because he's wrong. Yep. because that's what you do when you're young is you try to figure out a way to prove that your chief doesn't know everything, mm-hmm. you know? So it's just a, as times change, you know, the mentality changes. And um, I think the Navy just is slowly evolved with that. So then, you know, who gets stuck in the middle of that is the chief's mess. You know, we get blamed for it, I guess is the proper way to. Yeah. It. But, yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, it's funny you brought up the the, the junior sailor proving us wrong. Um, part of that training we are doing, the stand down we were doing uh, and you guys could credit me, you guys were around this time and, and higher rank than I was at the time, but there's this chief that spoke up, you know, the, the Commodore asked if there's any questions or concerns, and of course this this chief spoke up, and it's always funny because you're always thinking, do you actually have something to contribute, or are you just trying to get that coin? Because we all know yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, whoever asked the first question gets a fucking coin, like, you dork. So, he didn't ask a question, he went on a little fucking, little tangent of this and that. And he he was bringing up something like that, you know, the Navy and military started going downhill in 2010 when the, the DOD started allowing military members to um, attend rallies and stuff in uniform and this and that. And I was like, I don't think that fucking happened. I was like, I mean, 2010, I was just a second class, you know, but I can never remember a time when as a military service member, you can go to anything in your uniform, other than work, daycare, the grocery store, you could do TikTok too. <laughs> so just that's a, that was a
2: recent amendment to the instruction, I believe.
0: Yes. Oh so shit, uh, we went there. All right. <laughs> yeah, but you know what I mean. Like I don't remember that, and I was like, and I'm sitting there, and I, you know me, I'm a talk. So I'm up, and, and where we're at, we're we're six feet apart, and it's like three decks of people just around the hand you know, the handrails and shit. And I'm like, that's not true. <laughs> and I'm saying, and there's like a junior sailor next to me and and I'm leaning over. So he can't see my rank tab. And he's like, that's not true. I was like, I, I look, I've been around just as long as he has 16 years. And I don't ever remember a time where you could go anywhere in uniform. I was like, I, I'm, I, I, I don't know where he's getting this from. I don't know if he's privity some information. I'm not, but no. And he like the, the sailor next to me, he's like a second class or something. E five. He like leans forward over the rail a little bit to try to like look at my rank tab to see who he's talking to, to make sure he's not, you know, about to say something too crazy or, or yeah. you know, which he, you know. That's
1: good, that's smart.
0: Yeah, it's just yeah. I looked at it as like he's make sure he he addresses me properly with the amount of respect that right. should. And he goes, Oh sh- oh chief. Oh, so that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Look, man, I'm not calling him a liar. I'm just saying I ain't never heard of that shit.
1: I'm just saying he's lying.
0: and, and and no, that's what he said. He goes, Oh, so he's lying.
1: <laughs>
0: and I'm like, I don't know, man. He goes, that so okay, he lying. He's like, that shit ain't true. He's like, so you can't do that. I was like, you never could. And it just goes to show like these sailors, one, they could go look this shit up on their own. But two, they're waiting for it. Yep. And maybe I helped it out. But he it was in his mind. He was already processing it. What, what are we talking about? What is this? You could do that? You could you used to be able to do that? And I just I just put it out there like, no, you can't. So don't have no fucking funky ideas yeah. about it. Right. You know, that once upon a time we could and maybe we still can. No, you can't. Don't do it.
1: And that's definitely a cultural thing, right? He heard he heard that for the first time from this guy that had the goal to speak to the Admiral about it, right? Yeah. And then now all of a sudden it's fact. Well, if he had the courage to speak to the Admiral, then that's got to be true. right? Got to be something. Right. So obviously we used to be allowed to. Let's move Let's move on this. And,
0: and no one and the Admiral was like, Um, well I think you're talking about the I think it's called the Hatch Act or something. Um I, I looked it up, I forget. Look it up, Hatch Act. I think it's called the Hatch Act. It has stuff to do with political and this and that, whatever. But I was just like, No. Like, this is just wrong. Like like I just told this kid, look, um, you can't. All right. Don't think about it. Don't do it. You can't. But anyways, enough of that. Um uh sub life. You guys got any good sea stories? And that's when Armando started the wildest, craziest sea story I've ever heard in all of my career. The levels that this person went to. Stay tuned. Thursday, part two. For more information on how you can support the podcast, please visit anchor.fm backslash bravozulu podcast. The information, views, and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely of Joshua Moore and the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent the DOD, DON, or those of the respected institutions or organizations. Thanks for joining us.